Hi, I'm Dave Westbrook, and you're listening to the Billboard Insider Podcast, where I interview industry leaders about trends impacting the U.S. out-of-home advertising business. This podcast is sponsored by Samsung LED Displays. Today's podcast guest is Scott LaFoy, the president of Link Media Outdoor. Link Media owns a billboard plant with 5,600 faces in 11 states. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hi, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Scott, you have had an amazing and illustrious career. Talk about your 34 years in the out-of-home business and why you came to Link Media. <laughs> okay, well, that can get pretty lengthy. My, <laughs> my career in outdoor started at Peterson Outdoor in Orlando, which is now Clear Channel, almost 35 years ago. That was my first new job out of college. Wow. I started off in real estate and quickly moved into sales. And after a few years, I became general manager of one of Peterson's plants in Orangeburg, South Carolina, at the ripe old age of 25. Wow. A couple of years later, Peterson was sold to a group headed by Jim McLaughlin and soon renamed POA. Jim was my direct supervisor and was also really my mentor through what was a a very formative time in my career. Soon after that, I transferred over to Myrtle Beach as the GM there and later to Chattanooga to be the GM of that market. POA was sold to Universal Outdoor shortly after Universal went public, and I became a regional manager for them and continued as the GM in Chattanooga. And then Universal ended up being bought by Clear Channel, renamed Aller Media, later back to Clear Channel. And I was retained as a regional president for them while remaining GM in Chattanooga. And my final supervisor there was Carl Eller. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in 1999, I started LaFoy Outdoor Advertising with John Peterson, who had owned Peterson Outdoor in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, John passed away a few years after we started, but we grew the, the company grew to include inventory in five states and lasted about 16 years. Wow. After the 16 years, I sold my company to Fairway, who had acquired Chattanooga from Clear Channel. Mm-hmm. And I stayed on as the GM again, another mm-hmm. go-round. Wow. And my initial supervisor there was Kevin Gleason. Oh, my. So (laughs) how many of us have been direct reports to Jim, Carl, and Kevin? That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's fairly (laughs) unusual. Yes. So then in 2018, I joined Link to head up the M&A effort. Uh, Jim McLaughlin was the CEO, and he had told me earlier about Link and Boston Omaha, the owners, and the the long-term view they had on the business. And that was really refreshing And it was interesting to get on board near the start of a new company and help pursue the goal of building a company for the long haul. So that's what I did. And as we know, in December of 2019, Jim retired, at which time I became the interim CEO, then the CEO. And that's where we are today. (laughs) So that's my career and how I got to be involved with Link. It must be refreshing to be part of a company, first of all, that is in it has a bulletproof balance sheet. And secondly, that has a management team. I mean, those guys, that's a Warren Buffett, think for the long term, don't think quarter to quarter kind of approach. Must be very refreshing to be in a company like that. Having been with every other type of company, I can't imagine anything more refreshing. And and the, the long-term aspect of it, 
and and the folks involved, Adam and Alex are just tremendous people, and I just enjoy working with them. And the outlook that Boston Omaha has for its businesses is just rock solid. I love the business model. I, I love the planning, and I just can't say enough good things about it for them. It seems like they are taking an approach of allocating capital. They put a lot of time into searching for a good business. Then they searched, and they found out of home, and they liked the characteristics. And then their attitude is, let's find the capital. Let's put a good manager in charge, and then let's manage outcomes, but let the manager get us there. Uh, would that be fair to say, kind of a management approach that they take? That's exactly fair to say, and that they realize this is a, a durable business with uh, long-term cash flows, and, and it's just a very solid business to be in, and so here we are. Mm-hmm. Scott, how has COVID impacted Link Media? First, I guess thanks to the good work of OAAA and others, our industry was classified as essential, so Link has operated throughout the pandemic. Hmm. Hmm. The industry's done an amazing job communicating important and useful information to the public, along with continuing to service customers. Link has tried very hard to empathize with everyone's circumstances, not just our customers, but you know, landowners, suppliers, and communities at large, recognizing we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. We have done everything we could to assist in any way we can. I mean, you heard it before, the trying times, but it really has been mm-hmm. the most of trying times. Mm-hmm. Like many out-of-home companies, we've made accommodations to customers who were hit the hardest. Luckily, we feel like things are trending up and the worst is behind us. You know, we've, we've worked tirelessly to assess needs of our customers, listening to their concerns and to offer solutions that make sense. We've tried to help customers who could run their businesses, and for those who could not run their businesses, we help there too. Mm-hmm. We've tried to find ways to make our customer relationships accommodating, yet sustainable over time. Our salespeople have conducted thorough information gathering calls with customers who had special needs, and our management met daily to discuss customer situations so we could give them answers and suggestions within 24 hours. And we do that every single morning. Luckily, that has tailed off tremendously lately. And those meetings are not very frequent these days. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. We challenged our, some of the things we did, we challenged our designers and creative teams to develop ideas and concepts to assist our customers in pivoting to different ways to market their modified business models. Phrases like open for business became an important theme. And Takeout and curbside pickup became very popular features. Mm-hmm. We shared designs and ideas from other link markets and ideas we lifted from sources like Billboard Insider, mm-hmm. showing photos of, of great things going on around the country to showcase the kind of work creative that was going on in these places and working during these times. So mm-hmm. that was helpful. And one of the things we've also done is kept our AEs and customers updated on traffic trends and improvements through the work of Geopath and Google Mobility Reports. And surprisingly, we have found you know, many areas where we operate are experiencing higher traffic levels than pre-COVID. So we took this information on as our mission to restore confidence with our advertisers. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott, just a little yep. anecdotal there. When I drive around the area, 
you know, I look at the geopath numbers, for instance, for Seattle area, and traffic is back almost to normal. However, it seems like individual patterns may have changed a little bit. Maybe rush hour isn't quite so big because not everyone's going downtown, right? But people are on the road. It's just that they're maybe taking more trips during the day. So definitely, it's like the traffic coming back has been a really encouraging story. Yeah, it really has. And we're still seeing the central cities are still a little bit light, but the suburbs are booming. Mm -hmm. So luckily for Link, the areas where we operate have been, in some cases, very insulated. And and we're just happy to see where the trends are going. For our own teams, our existing technology really allowed a nimble and comprehensive capacity for us to work remotely this whole time. So we've been able to communicate and service our customers from day one. Like many companies, we have initiated numerous video meetings to keep business operating. And one of the things we've done is we've had held several town hall meetings with all of our employees to keep interactions with each other going and just have a little fun along the way. So in all, we found a way to continue to do business and service our customers, even when close relationships were forced to become more physically distant. So that's what we've done. Terrific. Let's take a break for a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Samsung LED Displays. Selling digital out-of-home ad space used to be a nightmare, but now there's an easy way to make the most of your digital display, programmatic advertising. This new technology empowers you to earn income from your investment with ease. You control who can advertise what, when, and for how long. An online marketplace takes care of the rest. Get the free guide from the experts at Samsung to find out how to earn fast, reliable ROI on your digital displays, visit billboardinsider.com backslash Samsung to learn more. Well, Scott, Link uh, has done a lot of acquisitions. I, I want to say at least in at least 15, it did a lot of acquisitions in 2018, I think 142 million. And then there was sort of a pause in 2019, 10 million in acquisitions seemed to be a pause to refresh and integrate Where is Link in the process, and do you expect Link will be more active in the next year or two? That's a great question, and and yes, 2018 was a a big year. Link has never stopped, and we will never stop being active in the acquisition arena. That's that's how we got here, and that's that's the horse we rode in on, and that's what we're going to continue to do. We're always looking, and, and we're looking now. Most of our 2019 activity resulted on tuck-in acquisitions in in the markets acquired in 2018 and most of our legacy markets. So 2019 served to sort of enable existing markets to operate more efficiently as well as better serve existing customers with more opportunities. Our level of interest and investment capacity really ranges from much greater than what we did in 2018 but also includes the types of activity we had in 2019. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, there's no asset or set of assets that we absolutely have to have. We're very disciplined and diligent in our investments. So that, that drives the evaluations of a lot of things that we look at. We're, We're really not limited by any hurdles to entering any markets. And Boston Omaha is well capitalized, as you know, and poised to enter any size project, so long as it makes good sense for the company and the investors. So we will, Link will always continue to seek new growth opportunities. Mm -hmm. And we're doing that now, today. 
it's on my radar every single day. Yes, I think I checked just this morning that it looked like Boston Omaha has in excess of $84 million of available cash. You've got undrawn availability on a bank facility, and you've got the ability to issue new ec- more equity if you need to to grow. So there's no—for the right deal, I think, you know, you guys certainly have an open checkbook. You could do the deal if it makes sense business-wise. That's right. The last part's the most important. It's got to make sense business-wise. We have no interest in—, in- gobbling up inventory just for the sake of having it. It's got to make sense. We're very, very bottom line. Scott, could I get your your opinion? I heard Sean Riley this morning on Lamar's earning call say that the M&A market is thin right now. Billboard assets are durable, they're valuable, and sellers are a little reluctant to sell in this market. I'm curious, does that map with your opinion of what what you're seeing? I think the way I would answer that is we're very, very busy. We, Like I said, I, I look at this every single day, and you may not see as many closes, but we certainly are busy and mm. we're active. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Link has been growing and hiring people. How would you explain Link Media's culture to a potential hire? <laughs> well, right now, our culture has been kind of hijacked by the pandemic. Hmm. I don't know if people working remotely in T-shirts and shorts is normal (laughs) or if dogs and cats sitting in on video sales meetings is normal. But if you like that kind of stuff, Link's got it. Yes, (laughs) yes. I'm sure we're not the only ones. Seriously, Link is young and vibrant and is one of the fastest growing outdoor companies in the country. Mm -hmm. And our culture is in our people. We're up to big challenges and we want to do big things, but we can't do it without the right people. And so we need the brightest, hardest working, creative problem solvers we can find. We believe in our people and we take care of our people. Link has, in my opinion, one of, if not the most comprehensive incentive systems in the business. And we're committed to providing lasting and rewarding career opportunities. It helps if you like to have fun. If if you can't have fun where you work and why work there. You know, while our Link is a fairly young company. Our staff brings extensive experience to the mix from a variety of out-of-home companies and, and other types of media. And and many of us have crossed our paths a few times before. But we value experience, but we also love enthusiasm. And we're very open to bringing on the right people from other places outside of out-of-home too. I guess our culture is unfinished. We're growing, and with that, our culture is growing. So expanding, we look forward to attracting the right people, and they're going to help us grow our culture. But it's a very fun place to work. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a couple different approaches to out-of-home. One is the more centralized type of management where corporate makes a lot of decisions. The other is maybe a more decentralized type of management where you have strong regional offices. How does Link fit into that? First foremost, we've been establishing local general managers for each of our primary markets where we had regional management in the past. Not having regional or centralized management helps Link better understand our markets and our customers. And we really believe it's important to have local leadership that's part of the fabric of the community. Someone who's customers and landowners and and others see them in the grocery store and in their own businesses spending money with them, Mm -hmm. getting involved locally. So 
we we do have a corporate office however it functions as a resource for the local markets we're really there to serve them but we believe the local management is the best and most efficient way to manage the business top to bottom and the very best way to grow EBITDA. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a framework under which we all operate, but we do believe in market autonomy and local decision-making based on local conditions. Mm-hmm. Although I've served in many capacities throughout my career, most of it included some type of GM responsibilities for a market, although I had other roles. And so I've seen firsthand how important it is to have local decision-making, and that's the way Link views decentralization, and, and that's the way we're going to operate. I don't know how you could sit in, have a central office in a heterogeneous market like the U.S. that could sit in a market and make a decision about whether to accept or not accept certain ad copy, about whether to, you know, what the nuances of the local politics are. I don't know how you could do that and, not, and, and do that with just a centralized sort of one-size-fits-all culture. It would be very, very difficult. That's correct. You're you're absolutely right, and we we have to stay in touch on the ground, and that's mm-hmm. what we're doing with our local management. Scott, what do you know now, at the end of 35 years in the out of home business, that you wish you knew when you started? <laughs> <laughs> what I wish I knew before, I think the biggest surprise that when I started in this industry is that I could not have anticipated the amazing journey that was ahead. I probably wish I knew everything I know now back when I started. <laughs> you just can't do that. My, my guess is you would have probably gone long in easements and long in, uh, long in getting billboard permits. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And lots of things we learned about both of those things and more. Mm-hmm. For me, one of the most important things is to never forget all the things I learned and experienced along the way. You know? Mm-hmm the days of kicking dirt with a landowner trying to get a lease or working with literally hundreds of business owners to learn about their business and share ways our products and services could help them grow and become profitable has been great. Working with national and regional customers and agencies, you know, working in the environment of publicly held outdoor companies like Clear Channel and Universal. Universal. Mm-hmm. Starting a business, growing that business and selling the business were learning opportunities. And all these things really contributed to preparing me for what I do now. I'm sure I made plenty of mistakes along the way, but you know, without those experiences and the fantastic people I was able to work with, I may have never learned enough to make it in the business. I do know now that outdoor can, and out of home can get in your blood and you can never get it out. Mm-hmm. That creates a passion. And with that passion, what I know now is to never quit learning always keep trying to get better, and what a great business it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all for this week. Thanks for appearing on the show, Scott. Thank you, Dave. Enjoyed it. Have a great day. This podcast was edited by Lucas Jones and sponsored by Samsung LED Displays. You can listen to episodes of the Billboard Insider Podcast by visiting BillboardInsider.com or by subscribing to the Billboard Insider Podcast on iTunes or any of the usual podcast outlets. Our email is BillboardInsider at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple weeks.